And so I always say to people, do you, is there anybody you love? Well, yeah. Do you want to take care of them if something happened to you? Well, yeah, that's called life insurance. Sure. So if I'm gone, mom, you kids are going to get something to take care of final expenses, putting me in the ground, taking care of some things that I've got to take care of with my life, those kind of things. So the the gap is what Kendall's saying. There's over 100 million Americans that have less than enough to care for their obligations, that they're going to lay those obligations onto somebody else. That's a very difficult thing to do to say you're going through a tremendous grieving process and then wake up and find out you still have all this debt or mortgage or something to pay when it could have easily been taken care of through a life insurance policy. Welcome to Your Retirement Blueprint, a podcast by 210 Financial. No matter who you are or where you are in life, having a plan for your finances matters. And that's what this show is all about. In each episode, we want to help you gain an understanding of where you are now and where you want to go from here. Hey, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Your Retirement Blueprint Podcast. My name's Kendall Stahl alongside my co-host, Mr. Phil Cooper. How are you? Good. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Are you rested up? I am. It was a long weekend, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, it was a fun weekend, though. We did have a lot of fun. We had our annual uh, 210 financial golf outing. We had 140-some of our... Record-breaking. It was the biggest one we've ever had, 140 golfers at that event. and uh, You know what I was most excited about about that? What's up? My team didn't get last for the first time in history. Wow, good job. I was told you you improved greatly. Um, I don't think my team... That came from your brother-in-law who told me that. Yeah, well, my... uh, my team didn't get last, but it wasn't because of me. If it was, be, I, we would have still been last if it was me. <laughs> well, we had a perfect day, didn't we? Oh, the weather great. was great. The golfers were great. Prizes this year were great. Yeah, we raised some money for Peoria Rescue Ministries. Raised a little over, I think, $2,000, $2,500 for Peoria Rescue Ministries. So thank you for those of you who contributed to that. That was really great. That's a great cause. We're honored to be partnering with them. Had John Roki, the director of Peoria Rescue Ministries, with us that day yeah. with some of his team. And it was a great day all, just all around. It was. And then we uh, topped it off yesterday. Get We might look a little tired today. Got home at one thirty in the morning this morning for yep. the Cardinals game. Had a boys' night at the Cardinals game. So Kendall and I and our uh, his two sons and my son and a couple of my uncles and cousins and things, we all went down as a boys' game down to the Cardinals game. Cardinals won. Go Cardinals. Got a win. Didn't think we were going to get to see all three, but by all three we mean Yachty, yep. Wayno, yeah. And they stuck Albert in there. And then Albert came up. So I, I told my boys last night at the game, I said, boys, pay attention. You're watching history. Three future Hall of Famers in, on the field there. And yeah. So we're blessed for sure. It was a good, was a good weekend. Yeah, we'll be hanging out fun. with our, our clients and then our family. I'm going to be yeah. going to bed early tonight. Though. I am too, buddy. I'm dragging. <laughs> I'm dragging. Oh, man. Hey, we got, a, we got a question. I don't know if I'm in the right spot, but I got a question that came in from Maryland. Should I read it now? Are you taking my job? Is that what you're Well, Carrie said I could do this today. I've never oh, done this before. It's a privilege. It's a privilege. It's a privilege. So, Maryland, thank you for this question. I'm not sure where you're from, but Maryland writes in. She says, does health spending slash expenses ever decrease? I'm going to take a shot at this one. Not sure exactly, Maryland, okay. what your context is there, but here is my answer to that. So, in America... Most Americans at the age of 65 are going to qualify for the Medicare system, and that's a a pretty strong reduced um, expense if you're normally used to paying either out-of-pocket for health coverage or if you're paying health insurance premiums or things like that. When a person gets to 65, you still have some premiums that are due, 
but they're established, they're set, and they're pretty low compared to if you're used to paying a health insurance uh, premium or something like that if you bought a policy on your own. So the answer, I think the short answer is yes. Uh, there's a time in your life when health costs could go down uh, with with Medicare, the onslaught, onslaught of Medicare. However, if your question might be more along the lines of of like maybe long-term care. Sure. That doesn't really apply to Medicare. There's some caveats to that, but not really. So you you could have an increase of cost if you wind up in a long-term care facility. So I'm not sure the context of your question. If it's just flat-out health care, yeah, 65, most Americans are uh, qualify for the Medicare system. But if, you're, if your question is pertaining to long-term care, there's probably a, a deeper answer there. Yeah. So a couple things on that. Sometime in the near future, we're going to bring um, Jesse Sinison, who works for us, and we're going to do a, a podcast around Medicare. Yeah. And then two, I think that um, most people think that healthcare is one of the biggest um, expenses in retirement, which it is. But I also think that if you just do a little bit of planning for it, it's very it much- It can be greatly minimized. Yeah, yeah, you can take care of it. Yeah, I agree. Sure. We, not to belabor what we, you and I said, we'd probably be labored too much lately. Yeah. We think taxes are probably your bigger expense in retirement than medical expenses. Sure. Yeah. Anyways. All right. September. Life Insurance Awareness Month. Okay. Okay. And so there are at least 102 million Americans living with a life insurance coverage gap. Yeah. Okay. Maybe explain what that is quick and then I'll move on. Yeah. So I think the easiest way is is to define what is life insurance. I used to say life insurance should be called death insurance. Sure. Usually, it used to be, used to be, and we'll come back to this, but it used to be it didn't do anything for you until you were dead, but it took care of somebody else. And so I always say to people, do you, is there anybody you love? Well, yeah. Do you want to take care of them if something happened to you? Well, yeah, that's called life insurance. Sure. So if I'm gone, mom, you kids are going to get something to take care of final expenses, putting me in the ground, taking care of some things that I've got to take care of with my life, those kind of things. So the the gap is what Kendall's saying. There's over 100 million Americans that have less than enough to care for their obligations, that they're going to lay those obligations onto somebody else. That's a very difficult thing to do to say you're going through a tremendous grieving process and then wake up and find out you still have all this debt sure. or mortgage or something to pay yeah. when it could have easily been taken care of through a life insurance policy. 42% of households would face financial hardship within six months if a wage totally earner died that. unexpectedly. Totally believe that. Absolutely. 100%. Um, unfortunately, we've seen that happen a couple times. Yes, we have. Um, 25% of households would suffer financially within a month. Yeah, I believe that too. Um, so so traditionally – or actually, let me back up. I saw something. I think it was on social media. I don't know where I saw it. That basically said if you're a wage earner, unfortunately, you got to have the life insurance – Conversation. Nobody wants to talk about life insurance. It's, mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. nobody wants to pay for life insurance because yeah, everybody wants it. Nobody wants to pay for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but over and over, especially the longer I'm in the industry, the more convicted I am about if you're making money, if you have a family, if you have a mortgage, you have debt, you better have life insurance because life happens and people die unexpectedly. They sure do. None of us think it's going to be us, but it very well could be. They sure do. If you're a person wondering how much should I have. There's lots of rules of thumb, but a good rule of thumb for someone who is the breadwinner in the family, you need seven to 10 times of life insurance as what you're earning on an annual basis. So if you're making $50,000 a year, you need three hundred fifty dollars to $500,000 of life insurance. If you're making more, just multiply it times seven to 10 times. Mm-hmm. That's going to be enough to cover your mortgage and to cover some maybe some college expense, some wedding expense for your kids if they've got some minor kids. 
or a spouse who potentially could have a long life ahead of them yeah. with a social security that just got disappeared, just mm -hmm. a, disappeared, a potential reduction of pension benefits, those kind of things. So you need seven to 10 times annual earning uh, in life so, insurance. So you think about it. So I'm 31, uh, right? Got a young family. Mm -hmm. um, if I pass away... Um, obviously my income goes away. I've got a mortgage that maybe my wife is going to be able to pay. Maybe she's not, right? But So those are the things that people think about, but I'm also no longer funding a re retirement. Yeah, right. Exactly right. And at 31 years old, you would have been funding that retirement for you know 30 more years. Yeah. So you've got that gap that needs to be made up too. So a person of your um, earnings capacity, children your age, mortgage, all those kind of things, you're going to need some life insurance yeah. to make up that difference. So I think when you talk about life insurance, that's what people think of. Me, right? The young guy earning, got a family, mortgage, yeah. you know, whatever. But I think when it's when you talk about retirement planning, it's probably one of the biggest things that people leave out. Yeah, right. right? So the the guy that um, and the reason they leave it out is because they're they've made it through life. Okay, they're retired. They're no longer earning income, right? At a job, anyways. Um, they hopefully or maybe have the mortgage paid for. They don't have any mm -hmm. debt, right? Mm -hmm. So like, why do we need life insurance? Yeah. It's one of the greatest tax planning tools that's available to us today. But even before we go there, right? Someone, if you're married, right? Um, someone passes away. The bigger Social Security stays, smaller one goes away, right? If you got a pension, is the pension going to stick around, or or is it going to get cut in half, or is it going to go away? Something less, right? Yeah. Some people, um, oh, what do you got a word for it? Um, some people will take the the biggest pension amount they can get, and it's only going to stick around for their life. So they get a large amount from a pension. On a monthly basis, as soon as they pass away, it's gone, right? Some people will take that extra money, go buy a life insurance pension policy. Pension maximization. Yeah, that's what. They call um, it pension maximization. So so the tax planning thing is one of it, and we'll get to it. But also, um, just because you don't have any debt or, um, or you're no longer working and you're retired now doesn't mean that you no longer need life insurance. No, that's true. Social Security came out with a statistic – few years ago, it hasn't been that long ago, but a few years ago, they said if you're a married couple mm -hmm. that are 60 years old, right, there is a 50% chance that one of you is going to live to be 90. All right, so you're 60, I don't need life insurance, I have plenty of money, and then you pass away. The remaining spouse, there's a 50% chance that remaining spouse has 30 years of life left, right. 30 years of inflation, 30 years of this going up and that going up and cost of it, you know, everything, uh, health insurance going up and all those kind of things. There's a chance that person, and they're not going to have your Social Security, or mm -hmm. you're not going to have theirs or something, maybe a reduced uh, amount of pension. They're going to file single on their tax returns, more taxes going out. Yep. They may need that life insurance, even though you think, I'm not in my working years. I don't have any debt anymore. There's still a chance somebody's going to need that money for a long, long period of time. Yeah. I'm, I'm bouncing around a little bit, but I think this is a point worth making. So go back to the younger folks that are working, right? Kind of like me. Um, I see it almost all the time. They come in and, and traditionally, anyways, obviously this isn't everybody, but the the guy's working and making good money. He's got a good, decent amount of life insurance, and the wife staying has home with nothing. the kids has nothing. Yeah, and the reason for that is is because in their head, well, they're not making any money. Yeah, okay. But if she's gone, you're gonna have a big expense. Somebody's got to step who's in and for those daycare, kids. Darn right, you're shopping, darn right. Who's cleaning the house? Who's taking the kids to school? You know, the wife should have as much insurance as us. I agree with that 100. percent And I see that all the time. And it's almost, um, yeah, I don't know why. And there are inexpensive ways. I know families sure. like that. They're living on a budget, right? Yeah. 
there are inexpensive ways, there are inexpensive types of coverage you can get just to cover a season of your life until mm-hmm. you can at least get some of the kids grown, some of that mortgage yeah. paid down. There are some things you can do very inexpensively to get that covered. Anyways, completely off track and going Remember back. Remember the last show about pet peeves? That should have been one of them. Yeah. Not enough life insurance. There you go. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was going to be that I bounce around too much. <laughs> no, no. You do a good job. Anyways, how okay, so so I think all that makes sense, but um life insurance as a tax planning tool can be huge. Yeah. All right, and also as a legacy planning, yeah. right? Back to the pet peeve thing. You know, yeah. that was mine. Um so tax planning. Um life insurance death benefits are tax free. And so, you know, if you got a big bucket of money that you haven't paid taxes on yet, you don't need that money to live off of. You know, maybe you can trickle some money out of that. That's taxable. You can buy a life insurance policy that when you pass away is tax-free. Those dollars come in and pay all the taxes on that bucket of money that was tax, taxable. Yeah. Um, which is which is a, a great planning tool. If a person is what we call legacy-minded, mm-hmm. if you have kids, if you have grandkids, if you have a spouse that you are very concerned, they're going to pay a lot more in taxes than what you did. That's mine, by the way. I'll let you know. I'll just kind of peel back the curtain. I am probably the biggest legacy-minded person that I know. I want to make sure my kids, and no offense, Kendall, especially my grandkids. You cut me out, didn't you? you <laughs> well, you kids just got sliced when the boys were born. <laughs> but my grandchildren, it's very, very important to me and to mom that our grandchildren uh, have a part of our financial legacy. Sure. Yes, part of what I teach them spiritually. Yes, part of what I, how I help build their character. Yes, how I teach help teach them integrity and all the things that you want your your kids to live by. But part of that is we've worked very hard over our life, just like many of you. And I want to pass along to my children and to my grandchildren as much of what I don't spend as possible. I don't want somebody else reaching in and taking that. I want that to go to them. Mm-hmm. That's called taxes. Life insurance is tax-free. So I can say I have established, like many of you, again, a 401k or an IRA. Not all of that is my money. No. The IRS has partnered with me on that. The problem with that partner, they tell me how big of a partnership they get to be. Yeah. Today they said we want to be a small partner. Five years, and they want to be, may want to be a big partner. So I can trickle out of that enough to buy this life insurance policy that goes to my kids and my grandkids completely tax-free, even if taxes go off the charts in the future. It's a wonderful tool to pass down to my kids generational wealth and to my grandkids that they, 50 years from now when I'm dead and gone, my grandsons might still be taking those dollars and parlaying them into their kids. It's multi-generational and what Gramps was, was able to do from some smart planning today. Yeah. Income planning too, right? I mean, so um, – there's different life insurance tools out there that you can use to save money for re- for retirement um, and to use as tax-free income later in retirement too. So so a doctor or someone that's highly paid, um, they're going to be above income limits uh, for, you know, the IRAs and the Roths and, yep. you know, what, maybe they're going to max a 401k out really quickly. Life insurance can be used um, in that scenario quite a bit as well. Um, that that's not going to have the income limits that they're going to have trouble with. Yeah. Um, there's going to be some tax-free um, income benefit type uh, type of things. Type of things. I can't talk today. 
No, I agree with, with that. There's no income limitations on how much a person can put into a life insurance policy and set themselves up a, a little bit like a Roth IRA on steroids where they can put as much into it as they want and then later extract income from those plans completely on a tax-free basis. Yeah. Maybe we should talk about long-term care a little bit too. It's not really life insurance, but kind of piggybacks on life insurance. Yeah. Um, long-term care is somewhat another form of life insurance. Um, you can kind of – you can get – policies that you can use those death benefits on early for long-term care if you need it, which can be a really good planning tool as well. It can be less expensive than a traditional long-term care policy. So what what life insurance company knows 100% about you and 100% about me? Yeah, I'm going to die. We're going to die, right? Yeah. So if I buy a $100,000 policy, they know they have to budget $100,000 to pay out to my my heirs. But what if I don't die? They have now made it available on some types of policies that they know that you're going to use $100,000 at one time if you die. But what if they let you trickle that $100,000 out over a series of months Mm-hmm. If you need it for long-term care. Well, it makes sense to the insurance company. They get to keep your money for a little longer. And it makes sense to you because you bought a life insurance policy that now pays for long-term care benefits. There's a lot of things that life insurance can do for you. It's yeah. not just death insurance. No. It could be income planning. It could be long-term care. It could be death insurance. It could be tax planning. It could do a lot of things for somebody. Yeah. Okay. I feel like that covers it pretty good. I do too. And September is September is mm-hmm. Life Insurance, life insurance Awareness Month. Once so my challenge to the listeners would be, Take a look and say, okay, if I were to pass away, what's, that what's the like? tax burden? What's the income mm-hmm. shortfall? Is the debts going to get going to get? Are the debts going to get paid? Does my spouse or my kids or whoever does the legacy stand in place that I want to? And if the answer is no, fill that gap up with yeah. some kind of life insurance, term insurance, whole life, term insurance. whole life, index universal index life, universal, universal life, variable universal. There's a thousand things you could do, but yeah. do something. Yeah, okay. do something. Sounds good. This week in history. Are you ready? I'm ready. Princess Diana got killed in a car crash. Wow. Do you remember Speaking I said, of life insurance. <laughs> Do you remember last week I said I remember the day that Elvis passed away? Yeah. I remember the night that Princess Diana passed away. Yeah. Some that reason, was in 97. No, yeah. Was it really that long ago? 25 years ago. I had, for some reason, fallen asleep with the television on. Okay. And when I woke up at, you know, whatever, 2 o'clock in the morning, I remember the headlines and what was going on in the world. That was the big, big deal. Yeah. Her boys were so small at that time. I remember it, too, barely, but I remember it. You were born in 91, right? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a good memory. I remember watching it on TV. Yeah. Uh, kind of like, I, I barely remember 9-11, but I remember laying on my on my uh, mom and dad's kitchen countertop, listening to the radio up under the, you know, how yeah. that under the cabinet yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I remember laying there listening. Didn't have a TV, so I remember laying there listening to it. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's a good memory. Isn't it crazy how you 1997. Still can't believe it. We've talked a lot about death today. Yeah. We need to laugh. All right. You ready? Just, yeah. Okay. Um, why did the coach go to the bank? I have no idea. To get his quarterback. He's a dad now. <laughs> All right. Dad jokes. If you're looking for more terrible jokes, we'll see you next Tune week. Tune in next week. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Take care. Thank you for listening to Your Retirement Blueprint. We hope today's episode helped you gain a better grasp of your finances and clarified a possible path forward in your life. This show is brought to you by 210 Financial, and our team is passionate about helping individuals and families achieve their ideal retirements. If you'd like to talk more about your financial plan, we'd love to talk to you. You can learn more and schedule a call at 210financial.com. Again, that's www.210financial.com. 
We can't wait to see you right back here next time on this show.